Today's show is sponsored by Miracle Made. And oh my God, you guys, you know that I love a luxurious set of sheets. And I now have such a set of sheets because of a Miracle Made. They are bedding that has been inspired by NASA. They've got silver-infused fabrics that actually make temperature regulating a thing. Uh, so you're not like getting too hot or too cold or whatever, you know, the whole thing that happens with your body's temperature losing its mind. Miracle Made helps with that. One of the little things that my husband particularly loves about Miracle Made is that it like doesn't have as much bacteria as regular sheets because of it's infused with this silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth. So it leaves the sheets cleaner for longer. And then the thing for my husband is that it doesn't give him acne, which is like an issue for some people. But more than all of that, it's just luxuriously comfortable and delightful. And it has that cooling feeling while also being cozy. Very hard to achieve those two things at the same time. I mean, miracle made. Come on, well done. So here's what I think you should do. I think you should go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and buy some sheets today. And if you order today, you can save 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation at the checkout and you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. So there's just a lot of savings here, folks. Order today, you'll get 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation. And Miracle's so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, which I don't see happening, um, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and use the code fake the nation to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash fake the nation to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Fake the Nation, episode 196. Hello, hello. This is Fake the Nation, where we talk about news, we talk about politics, and where we notice that even the dogs are veering into a depressive state. I am your host, Nagin Farsad, and oh my god, my dog, Pashmak, um, which Dan knows, uh, is Farsi for cotton candy. Um, I like to explain to people why he has such an ethnic name and how cute it is if you spoke that language. It's very um, it I is can vouch really for the cuteness. Thank you. Um, he went from 850 tail wags a day to like a mere 450 tail wags a day. He's used to being pet by strangers on the street, and that's where he gets his validation. You know what I mean? Sort of like a stand-up comedian. Uh, what I'm saying is um, I also like being pet by strangers on the street. All right. Today we're going to talk about the politics of coronavirus, and we're also going to talk about this whole Joe Biden situation. And finally, influencer. Uh, what are they doing and how are they profiting off of this misery? I am so excited by the panel today, you guys, for the very first time on the show. But you know what? I've known him forever. And it's 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 actually baffling that it's her first time on the show. Um, you can see him on the upcoming Netflix show, The Crew with Kevin James. It's about NASCAR, and I can't wait to binge it. Um, he's also the host of the number one food podcast in America. Uh, it's called Green Eggs and Dan. Um, and oh my God, uh, he's I've seen him perform live and fucking kill, and he's just a great comedian. You guys, it's Dan Adut. Thank you, Nagin. That was the sweetest, sweetest intro. Uh, it's, it's made me feel 
nice in quarantine uh, for the first time in a long time. So thank you. Oh my you. God. I'm so glad to hear that. And yeah. it's all truth. Um, I am also extremely excited by the second panelist we have today. You've heard him on the show before. He's a veteran of Fake the Nation. And here's what's really exciting. He has a new album out. It's called AKA, and it's available for pre-order tomorrow, Friday. And, um... And you and he's just so fucking funny. And I performed with him all over the these fine this fine city these fine city. Uh, <laughs> he is comedian Mike Kaplan. Hi, Mike. So happy to be here. I also appreciate the very warm intro that I gave you all the information for, but that doesn't make it any less <laughs> sincere when you're like, "Will you say this nice true thing about me?" I you wanna- agreed. <laughs> And I appreciate it. I want to point out about that. I knew you had an album because I'm on your mailing list, but also (laughs) because I'm gladly and happily and uh, wanted involuntarily on your mailing list. Um, So, yeah, I can't wait for this album. This album is going to be great. Um, And Dan's show is going to be great. The weird thing is that Mike also told you to say uh, he's one of my favorite comedians to watch. uh, And that was strange. (laughs) Do, do you know, sometimes when I when I perform at colleges uh, and the college student who's going to introduce me, uh, who's not a comedian, usually they're just like a, a nervous person who's like, yes. can you just write down the thing that you want yeah. me to say? I will write something like, our comedian has performed on all these TV shows and also they are my favorite comedian and I'm not just saying this because he wrote it down for me to say. It's literally <laughs> what I believe in my heart and mind. I love this person. Please welcome. If you can get them to say anything you want. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> You guys, one time I performed, it wasn't a performance, it was more like in conversation with like me, a staff writer for The New Yorker, and this like author slash professor out of of Stanford. So it was like kind of a ridiculous setup anyways, but it was really fun. We were in Indianapolis, and the, um, the host of the show was like a local you know, local official of some sort, right? Like had nothing to, not even like an administrator, not even like a public official. And um, she had no real experience in this sort of like introducing people realm. And she just read off of our Wikipedia pages for long minutes. (laughs) (laughs) as we stood backstage crying uh and then i and then in the the writer the professor were like can you just do some material at the top just like do some material to get us out of this hole or whatever and i did and it was fine anyways those were before those were the days before guys um the days now are a little different which is why we're gonna get into topic number one this week uh Donnie, the incompetent baboon, who we were unlucky enough to end up with during a global pandemic. (laughs) Can you believe that? Anyways, I think about that four times a day, about how we ended up with this guy during a global pandemic. He retweeted a statement from a fringe political figure critical of Anthony Fauci that ended with the hashtag fire Fauci. I mean, so, you know, he has not been fired and apparently Trump has said he's not going to be firing Fauci or whatever. But what does this do for America <laughs> is my first question, Dan. 
I, he's definitely going to fire Fauci. We know it's going to happen. <laughs> it's just a matter of when. I think we should start a pool of how long it's going to be. I can't believe he's lasted this long, actually. Right, right. Yeah. What are those? Like, can you do like a, is there like a March Madness thing or like some sort of a horse race thing or whatever? I don't know how yeah. any of those gambling things work. I think or there you should can be. Guess and the then date. like side bets should be like, what color scarf is Dr. Brick's going to wear? On her, that day, yeah, her, yeah, yeah. Her Hermes collection is divine. <laughs> I mean, the funny thing is, that she does. It's like she's doing an Hermes scarf, but the look is Girl Scout troop leader, ultimately, yeah. right? Because the tie of the scarf is always in that fashion. Um, bless her heart. Uh, she's, you know, she's doing so much work. She's so tired. They're all so tired. I feel for them. Um, so, I mean, Mike. What do you think of Anthony Fauci? I mean, he's the star of the briefings. Is that essentially the problem? <laughs> uh, well, first of all, I think you're, you guys are being really unfair. Like, when has the president ever fired anyone or had a catchphrase <laughs> about that? But I remember I read about what Trump said after he after people were like, hey, you you tweeted fire Fauci. Are you going to fire Fauci? Because the. The the phrase fire Fauci is an imperative telling someone to do that. He is the person who could do that. And he is the person who is tweeting to do that. And then he said, oh, no, that's just an opinion that some people have. So what he's saying is I'm tweet. He's literally saying things like. I don't believe what I'm saying. I'm look, some people are saying things <laughs> that I don't believe. And some of those people are me. So how can you <laughs> he's making his own misinformation. So like if later we ask him, like, so when you said to fire Fauci and then you said you weren't like, well, definitely I was right. One of those times can't be wrong if you say everything and it's opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that reminds me of the bit from uh, Gary Goleman, who is who's like mad at millennials for take for taking the word literally because oh, they've yeah. taken the word to mean its own opposite or whatever. And and Trump does that every day about everything that he utters. Um, I yeah, I mean, I, I think I mean, although till now, but at some point he sort of realizes that firing Fauci would maybe lead to non-socially distant protest on the street. I mean, would it? What would would it though? I don't know. What would what would really happen um if if that if if he were to fire Fauci or any of the like, you know, or bricks or you know, anyone who's kind of like valued on his team. I I think I saw in one of the articles about this that one of the reasons like it, I don't think that Trump is playing like a long chess game. I think he's looking literally one move ahead. And the only reason and or maybe maybe not, maybe he is thinking that because if Fauci was fired, Fauci can he'll be in demand. He'll be able to go on. I think one of the articles was saying like more TV shows. He'll still be able to speak True. publicly and he won't be as tethered by like right now. He he has like. The mouth, you know, he has this megaphone that and this like legitimacy that's given to him by, you know, both the job that he has and also the president's backing. And if 
it's you know like when, whenever anybody leaves the White House, we're like they're like, "Who oh boy, let me tell you some stuff about what it was really like." So by keeping people, you know, it's like keep your friends close and your enemies closer. And also, what are friends? They're just like it's just an <laughs> enemies. For, like, look, these are some of my best people who are scared of me for a little <laughs> while. So, but th- they all eventually have the power to say things that are true and that is scary i think to the president sure i and i also think you're you're right to point out that he can't exactly fire him from the post i mean he can but it's more i think more complicated than a simple firing um he can fire him from the task force and he can silence him from television with, with respect to the task force but he's still like the, a part of the um the head of the allergies the and infectious disease whatever right. yeah so so that that remains um let's talk a little bit about the uh the the kind of consortium of states that are forming a plan uh ahead the one of the things that happened this week was that Trump and I don't know if you guys have, have continued to watch these miserable press briefings. Have you? I've been watching them. I, it's funny. I watched Cuomo in the morning and he like calms my heart. And then right. I watched Trump at night and it just it, it just revs me up and then it gets me ready to start <laughs> drinking. And that's, that's been my cycle, basically. Right. It's like pre-gaming. Yeah. 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 Um. So, so you must have seen. I saw part of this. You probably saw more of it, um, where he was like, "I have absolute authority to tell the states when to open and all of that stuff." And then, of course, a whole bunch of governors were like, "That's not how it works." And even, and I thought this was the most interesting. Liz Cheney, um, who is not a friend of reason usually, um, came out and said, you know, pointed to the Constitution. Uh, and and also said that that's uh, that's not how it works um, with federalism. Uh, so in response, um, you know, Cuomo and uh, so New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, Delaware, Rhode Island and Massachusetts announced that they're going to be joining forces and doing a reopening plan. And then on the West Coast, California, Washington and Oregon are doing sort of the same. Dan, what did you think of that? Did that calm your heart the way a Cuomo press briefing does? Uh I, I, I honestly, I don't know what to think about it. I think uh, I think it makes sense. I think that they're getting awful leadership uh, from the top. So they're just taking matters into their own hands. It is this kind of weird uh, reverse reverse politics thing where the Democrats are calling for states rights and the Republicans are like, no, you, you need to answer the federal government. So it, it it's this reversal is really bizarre to watch. I, I do think that. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. Yeah, because literally like two weeks ago or a week ago, I don't I've lost track 500 weeks ago. And I don't know. They were making the case that um, the states got that, you know, could roll could keep open however they wanted to do it. They know better. The states know, you know what I mean? And now it just suddenly is different. Yeah, it's it's weird. Look, it's it, 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 Trump is really hard to watch in general but sometimes there's like that little part in our brain like that that same part of our brain that likes porn and and you know the reptilian weird part of our yeah, brain yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like it's kind of in a weird way kind of entertaining it's kind of like when you have that cokehead friend and like you go out and party with them like it's kind of fun sometimes but then you're like <laughs> i don't i can't like if i had a crisis situation i wouldn't want the cokehead at the helm and the cokehead is at the helm now and it's just like, <laughs> it is not, uh, I don't know. It's, 
I, I don't blame these guys for just being like, okay, we need to just, we need to be the adults in the room right now. Right. Um, and, and I think it's, you know, it, 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 and it just also makes sense. They're going to, uh, the other thing I love and Newsom and Cuomo, I think both reiterated like uh, probably a thousand times that they were going to use facts and science um, to make their decisions. And one of the things I think that that was pointing at was at some point in the last 10 days, Trump was asked like, what metric are you going to use um, to determine when to reopen the country? And he pointed at his head and he said, this metric, this is the only metric I need. And uh, that was one of those, your cokehead, your cokehead friend is leading the country moments if there ever was one. Um, but uh, Mike, are you comforted by these governors? You know, I mean, I'm comforted that there that whether or not you believe in it, uh, science is there are like things that are facts <laughs> that are discernible, that are true. And obviously, like the the unfortunate thing is like the good thing is that uh, people are in a lot of places like in every, every state has an emergency declared. Every state uh, has, you know, these, uh, for the most part, like shelter in place orders and people, you know, are more people get it and are doing it, which will lead to, you know, like better, better results than if people weren't doing it, like giving researchers more time to hopefully make a vaccine, hopefully learn that, you know, if you get it, then you won't be able to get it again. And like the, the longer, like it's, it's the easiest thing right now to not do anything, to just sit in in our homes and like wait for the people who are get equipped to gather that information to gather that information. And I mean, the worst thing that could happen is like, you know, if the the top down order comes to be like, stop looking for that information. We're we're done. We're fine. Don't do any testing and we won't find out if anybody's sick. That'll be fine. And then we have a, a clean record and ev like nobody's sick. Everybody's dead. So it it does, you know, not I don't know, warm my heart, but it it makes me it does give me hope that there are some leaders in place, even, you know, there's Republican governors who are like, we're also going to stick to our own plan, you know, and not just listen to the top down orders. But there are, you know, that there are governors and governments in place that do care about uh, the the health of the people, the facts that will help the health continue and uh, and be the best possible way forward. So, I mean, it it's hard to be optimistic like whole, it's not the only thing that I am, but the fact that there are people working on this that uh, that care about it uh, is is good. I'll say. Yeah, facts are science is <laughs> all of those. Totally agree. And if if the governors are looking at that, and I also I, and I'm also. Comforted by the fact that, again, this is one of those situations where, you know, 12 heads are better than one and they're going to come be able to come to like more reasonable consensus and be able to share resources the way they're sh sharing ventilators, you know, um, they can share intel. intel. And uh, so um, I just I found this to be incredibly heartwarming and um I was very buoyed by hearing it about uh, about these plants this week. Let's shift gears entirely by switching to let's just call it topic number forty two. Ding ding ding. Um, this is like a late minute a dish because we weren't going to really talk about this, and then I sort of realized that we 
have to talk about this because there's actually more reporting on it. So a former staffer, Tara Reid, has come out with allegations of sexual assault against Joe Biden. Um, She came out with them a year ago, but then added to them. And uh, we read a piece in the Times about it that seemed to be credibly reported. And up to this point, it just uh, hadn't been, like, verified by enough sources. So it didn't really, like, pick up very much traction. Now, I... I It's funny. I don't know. Did you guys share with me the like very just horrible pit in your stomach over this story in the middle of an apocalypse (laughs) and an election during an apocalypse? Well, yeah, I mean, as if Joe Biden didn't have enough, you know, helping him already. This is just not what uh, he needed right now. I am happy that it's being reported, though. I I did think it was weird, though, that it was like kind of being ignored. And, I, I you know, I, I don't know it, if he is our last great hope, though. I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what to say. I look, I also want to point out, I recognize that you're two cisgender dudes uh, and that it might be a little difficult to talk about this. As such, but that's okay. We're all Americans, and our opinions matter. So, anyway, no, I, I just want to say that <laughs> I will say it's not. It's not difficult <laughs> for me for that. It's more like okay, what is what is going to, you know, not to not at all to minimize anything that uh, that she went through. Um, but it's like if you're if your end goal here is to save the world. What at at what point? I I don't know. I don't know at what point. You mean your you mean your end goal as a if your end goal as a voter is to save the world? Right, right, right. Um, what is that? It's an it's an interesting question. Like, what are you willing to over? Like, would you vote for Trump? It, what yeah? What are you? What level of of me tooing are you are you willing to put up with? Uh, to uh, to, to yeah. it, it, it's a, it's a calculus that kind of has to be made now. It's, I mean, it's truly horrendous. Mike, what do you think? Uh, well, as a man, I agree with whatever you think, a woman, Nagin. I, uh, <laughs> I definitely, whatever your is in your heart and brain is what I support. I sincerely, <laughs> uh, let's say worst case scenario for all the facts or for all the, you know, the information for all the reporting that's been done now. Uh, I don't want to, you know, like sugarcoat or silver lining anything. Uh, it, 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 but it is in the in the context of the of the pit in the stomach allegations that we have read about, like the fact that there haven't been tons more, that there hasn't been a pattern established. Yeah. Like so, worst case scenario. I mean, uh, worst case scenario, way worse than what is now will come out. But for what we have now, if it's between, like somebody, uh, Trump has had fifty allegations by different women. How, however right. many, like dozens and dozens. Do- yeah. Uh, and so this is, you know, this is on- only one. This this person <laughs> only uh, only did grievous harm to one person. And like, you know, I that is, it's I am saying this as a comedian, a little a human being, hardly at all. Like sincerely, like it's it's hard to joke about it, laugh about it, make light of it. It is like. Joe Biden currently is the nominee. I would I would love it for him to now take the power that he has, all the delicacies that he has and say, Elizabeth Warren, you've endorsed me. Let me I'd like to actually just switch it. You know, like, can you you take it run from here? Yeah. This is 
you, right. you don't have any allegations uh, of this sort of thing coming out against you, do you? It would be way better. Yes, uh, if, yes. But since that that doesn't seem likely, you know, you uh, like you go to war with the army you have. Like I'm like I'm a pacifist. I don't want to go to war, but here here we are, and uh, it is unfortunate. Yeah. I yeah. Okay. So. I'm I feel all of those things and one of the things I wrote down was literally what you said Mike which is uh so it's between one alleged sexual predator with multiple allegations versus another sexual predator with just one allegation <laughs> I mean the one allegation guy wins it for me which is horrendous <laughs> which is a terrible way that we have to look at this but it's like I cannot believe we have Again, it's like four times a day. Why do we have this president during a global pandemic? And then why do we have a global pandemic during an election year with this president? And then why was the entire primary schedule completely um, disintegrated by this pandemic? Not that Bernie necessarily had a path to victory before the pandemic, but there was still a chance. And anyways, the whole thing makes me just upset um, I am, I am, uh, a little, you know, I feel a little better that there isn't a pattern of behavior that, that in fact, the Times sort of tried to dig up a pattern of behavior and couldn't in this realm. Uh, so that's something, um, the Times also couldn't find, you know, the, uh, uh, Reed had said that she filed a complaint with the Senate. Um, they couldn't find that. They filed, a, I think that she filed a complaint with the office. They couldn't find that. Um, you know, there's a lot of, like, some of these things that would be facts and evidence and stuff like that in, in, in you know, in, in a sort of, um, in attempt to have some sort of due process. These are things that couldn't be found, which I think, again, it is points for Biden, um, strangely. Uh, I've been on a pro-due process side on all of this. When Al Franken happened, I was not a burn the house down, throw him out. I was not that person. I was a, he should be very seriously investigated and we should let a process play out. Um, this is a crazy situation because I don't exactly know what body – you know the statute of limitations. I am. I think are probably up. I don't, how do the, how does this kind of thing get investigated? Biden's own statement, um, and I'll just read his the statement from a spokesperson said he authored and fought for the passage and reauthorization of the Landmark Violence Against Women Act. I mean, okay, you know that's it's it's one of those like I a lot of my friends are women kind of argument. <laughs> <Right. laughs> um, but anyway, so disregarding that, and then and then the, the statement went on. He firmly believes that women have a right to be heard and heard respectfully. Such claims should be. Such claims should also be diligently reviewed by an independent press, which I think is our due process in this situation. Um, and I guess my question for you guys is, how is this different from the Brett Kavanaugh deal? Yeah, Dan? I was just going to say, I was just going to say, let me play devil's advocate for a second. And by the devil, <laughs> let me be Brett Kavanaugh's advocate for a second, because it does <laughs> seem to me a little bit like, it seems like people on the left are trying their hardest to give Biden a little bit of a benefit of the doubt here. Sure. And it seems like there's more evidence against Biden than there was against Kavanaugh. And, you know, with Kavanaugh also, you didn't have the pattern. You had the one thing that happened. So it's kind of 
it's yeah it, it, i i think i think we all lose a little bit of credibility when we start treating when we treat either of them different from the other you know what i mean so it's uh yeah. uh it's a pickle it's a it's a pickle biting goddess into with this pickle <laughs> well mike uh if i may let's it, let's say that's all that's all fair that's a a reasonable parallel to draw well Kavanaugh got the job, so officially, to be fair, Biden should get the job. That's like we we accept. Okay, fair, okay, fair you enough. guys get one, we get one, right? <laughs> um, this is just so dark. Uh, I, I also want to point out with Brett Kavanaugh, it, it, Dan. It goes back to what you were saying. If you are trying to save the world as a voter, th- this is your choice. Right. It's the Biden or Trump and you're at the ballot box and you have to choose because you're trying to save the world. Um, But with Brett Kavanaugh, we weren't choosing, you know, this choice was being funneled through our reps, our our Senate. And it felt like politics was choosing that. Right. And so the, the dynamics of it as a citizen feel so much different. I think a citizen can go in grapple with the morality of the entire thing, have the 17,000 thoughts, listen to this segment over and over again where we're all sweating. I'm sweating. Are you guys sweating? I'm sweating talking <laughs> about this. Um, and that you can make a choice and it's your vote, right? Um, and I think that's the big, huge difference for me with the Brett, with this and the Brett Kavanaugh situation. Uh, is In this situation, I have to look at myself in the mirror and am I going to be able to do that? Uh, probably or whatever <laughs> because of the world world saving issues. Like the stakes are so high. Um, so I guess I don't know. My last. Look, if you're question... trying to if you're trying to figure out who's if if you're trying to do a morally bankrupt Olympics here, Donald Trump wins um, by by a billion. Even a shit ton by a even billion. if even if the allegations are 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 a hundred percent accurate against Biden. Oh, um, right. Do you guys know how many times Trump has gone morally bankrupt? It's true. Uh, he's <laughs> he's opened up so many moral companies that have failed, especially and, in the nineties. <laughs> uh, can I, I can I can offer? There's a an old joke I heard once about like a court case where one lawyer makes a point and the judge says you're right, and then the other lawyer makes the opposite point and the judge says you're right, and then somebody from the audience is like. Hey, they can't both be right. And the judge is like, you're right. So I feel like now we're like, well, I don't want <laughs> Biden to be president if this is what what is true. Well, OK, yep, that's right. But I don't want Trump to be president because that it's even worse. Yep, that's true. Well, it's somebody's going to be president or dictator. So let's vote for the guy <laughs> who wants there to still be a presidency. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I want to point out that that j- joke is something that my dad would forward to me. Um, in his long chain. Oh yeah, I got it from forwards. him. Actually, yeah. okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I figured. Um, I also think, you know, the thing that's the one thing that sucks that I want to point out is that this puts the women who would join his team in a tough position. I imagine that part of the Biden strategy in the next few months uh, would be to a name a running mate who obviously is going to be a woman, as he said it was going to be a woman. That puts her in a tough situation. And then also it puts anyone that he might, you know, Friedman came out with that that um, op-ed in the Times of like, oh, Biden should appoint a team of rivals and he should announce who that team is. And, you know, he should we should all know because we're essentially we're voting for 
who all the other people that he's going to appoint are. We're not really voting for him specifically. <laughs> uh, and um, and I agree with that. I think he should be name dropping a lot of these people, women, um, who should be in his cabinet and who should solve a lot of our problems. Um, people like Elizabeth Warren. And it puts them in a very awkward situation. I hope we can get uh, over it. <laughs> I have, I've got some optimism here. Uh, number one, for whatever woman he names as his vice president, uh, the good news is the president and vice president actually spend very little time in the same place. It's by by law, because if they both were you know killed in the same attack, like they need to keep them far away. So Ooh, the vice yeah. president woman will be the safest person from Joe Biden's uh, tendrils. And even better, <laughs> I, I offer this to Joe Biden. If Joe Biden is listening, uh, here's he's, his he's new campaign speech. If if mm. I may, uh, he's like, look. I'm going to ha I have a woman vice president and look how old I am. I'm probably going to die. I, I swear this to you <laughs> that I will die and this person will hopefully be president. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's so uh, hopeful, Mike. Thank you for sharing that. I feel really good. My heart is warm. Um, I, uh, I want to also close by saying, let us not forget that he also had the hair sniffing thing um, a few months ago, which actually was way more on brand for Biden. I wasn't like shocked by his hair sniffing or like by his putting a hand on a shoulder. I, I was like, again, this is one of these things where like, you know, I, I thought it was handled fine. Um, and a lot of the women were like, oh, just so you know, I don't feel like I was assaulted. I didn't feel like it was sexual. I mean, that that point was made by many women who came forward. So that the whole thing sort of just went down. It's like, oh, he's like, you know, there were the, he had his OK Boomer moments uh, around touching. And, um, you know, let's then we sort of got over it. Uh, but I don't want to, listeners to think I didn't remember that that happened. That also happened. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, you know what, guys? <laughs> Let me know what you think um, as we continue to schwitz over here on Fake the Nation. Um, and uh, yeah, hit me up on all of the social medias that we hate. And um, I, I'm going to do a thing where I take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we will talk about other things. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. 
HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Today's show is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending. It helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. I have used Rocket Money. And you guys, honestly, I had no idea how many things I was subscribing to that I didn't want to be subscribing to. I think we all go into, we enter into subscriptions with a Pollyanna view that we're going to use as a subscription, even though it's a super obscure, you know, education app from Albania that teaches Russian math or whatever. And then you're like, I'm never going to use this. Why did I get it? I should remember to cancel it. And then you don't. And I know you guys are like me and I know you've done this to yourselves. And guess what? 75% of people have subscriptions that they've forgotten about. So we're all in this bucket. And I think paying for that stuff is so angering and Rocket Money is there to help. Because basically Rocket Money shows you, hey, look at this is what all the things you are subscribed to. But then here's the bigger thing. To unsubscribe, you don't have to go through the whole rigmarole. Rocket Money unsubscribes for you with a click of a button. It's so easy. The other thing Rocket Money did for me, which I was incredibly grateful for, was reduce the cost of one of my bills. It was my cable bill. Yes, I still have cable. Rocket Money has over 5 million users that have saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. I mean, that tracks for me and for the number of things I was paying for that I'm frankly ashamed of. So thank you, Rocket Money, for like fixing the shame glaze on my life. Uh, so stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation, you guys. Eat stress-free this spring with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready-to-eat in just two minutes. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Folks, I feel like I've mentioned this before, but I tried other services that I was displeased with. And then a neighbor of mine was trying Factor. I had pulled them aside in the hallway and I was like, what are you feeling about this Factor? And they were like, it is delicious. You should definitely do it. So then me and my husband did it and we loved it. They are chef-prepared meals that arrive to your door, and then in two minutes, you could be eating them. Like, it's so simple, and they're actually delicious. And for people like me who just sometimes, my schedule can be so 
maniacal between traveling in different cities and, you know, doing stand-up gigs. It's like I just don't have a typical schedule where I can plan, set aside time for cooking and all that stuff. So something like Factor really helps for me. The other thing that I love to do is try not to eat carbs. (laughs) So they have a keto option, which is fantastic. It's super delicious. They use premium ingredients. You can get stuff with like filet mignon and shrimp and truffle butter and broccolini and asparagus, right? Like real ingredients. They're no fuss, no mess meals. Um, They eliminate the hassle of having to prep. They're tailored to your schedule. Um, You can customize your weekly meals uh, with flexibility. You can pause or reschedule. I've actually done that. I've both paused and rescheduled. Um, Factor is basically your solution for fast premium meals without the need for cooking. We're celebrating Earth Day all month long. And look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for the lowest carbon footprint meals. So here's what I think you should do. I think you should head to factormeals.com slash fakethenation50 and use the code fakethenation50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. That's code fakethenation50 at factormeals.com slash fakethenation50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Oh, you guys, before we get into the next topic, I wanted to let you know that on Friday, there is a new episode of Bonus The Nation. Um, Ellie Mistal and Sina Ghaznav, you joined me to talk about what we thought the future would look like when we were kids. Um, I mean, we all envision sex robots, naturally. Uh, no racism or sexism in space, we also thought. Um, and we also had other unrealistic expe- expectations. Um, <laughs> this episode was recorded before our current times. So it's a kind of a nice break from what we're all experiencing. Um, and I would love for you guys to uh, support the show by becoming a member of Stitcher Premium. Um, Stitcher Premium has a shit ton of content. So besides Bonus the Nation, which is fantastic, if I do say so myself, you'll also get stuff like the entire archive of Mark Maron's, you know, WTF. I mean, there's just so much stuff on there. So uh, you can really dig in um, and listen in your quarantine. Uh, Fake the Nation bonus episodes are out now. You can listen on Stitcher Premium and for a free month trial. Of Stitcher Premium, use the code FAKE at the checkout. That's the code F A K E. Just go to stitcherpremium.com slash fake. Um, and uh, and please join, please support the show. Uh, we would love it if you do. And um, let us move on to the final topic. Amidst the uh, suffering caused by COVID-19, a voice that we shouldn't factor into our lives is definitely factoring into our lives, and that is the voice of influencers. Um, Some are providing thoughtful public service posts, but others are selling their, like, new detox plan to boost your immune system through no medical evidence. So my first question is, um, what is your relationship to influencers, and what did you make of this phenomenon? Oof. (laughs) 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 Well, look, it's obviously awful, awful if they're selling snake oil during this, which is why I think I'm choosing right now to tell you guys about my new multivitamin, Corona Run 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 Away, (laughs) which makes Corona run away from your body. It is, you can just give money to my Patreon and I'll send it to you. Um, I don't know, man. It's like just when when you thought influencers couldn't get any more awful, uh, this is what goes down. It's... um, it's well, gross. You, I, mean, I mean, influencers in general are have, pretty. 
Sorry, go on. Do, do you have like a re, like? Do you follow any influencers that that would that you sort of believe in, or do, is is it? Are you just completely? I mean, I don't. I, I don't actually. I don't personally follow anyone who I think is technically an influencer. You know what I mean? Or maybe I do. They're my friend, but then they happen to be an influencer. I don't know. But like, I just don't have a relationship like that with anyone online unless they're. Yeah, I mean, it's sure I'll follow a celebrity here and there, but I don't actually, I guess I just don't listen to anything they say in that way. If they're like, oh, watch my new movie. I'm like, oh, that's great. Thanks for letting me know about your new movie. Otherwise, I really don't care. Right. So it's like weird to me. And obviously, I don't have the same relationship with some of these internet personalities. I didn't grow up with influencers. So I think like for the three of us, it might, you know, we might just not have the same relationship, but it's it could be very dangerous. Mike, do you have, or... Do either of you have any kind of relationship with influencers? You know, uh, every once in a while I get an email or like a Facebook message asking me if I want to make like $1,200 a week by Mm -hmm. using, like they're like, we just, you don't have to give us access to your, uh, and I'm like, I don't know if they're trying to scam me or, uh, or if they want me to help scam other people. So I think... I think I mean I don't know if I'm leaving like good money on the table but I've I've never written back to them and I'm glad to not, I'm I'm glad to not be making any money off of anybody right now uh I'm I'm glad that I I'm okay in my place uh I mean I I do also think of course uh laughter is the best medicine and my new album comes out uh very soon and all you have to do uh to of I mean I'm not going to say that it's going to cure corona but you know it'll it'll make your last days uh that much more joyful so uh it's it's really influenced my life in a way I I don't like the word influencer like the word like brand even, you know, I feel mm. like br- brands are things that like, you know, when I was growing up, we're like, oh, this brand of, you know, toilet paper or this brand of aluminum foil I'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. It's like a thing, a non a non living thing. But then uh, eventually right. we we grow up and like society shifted. And we're like, what is your brand? And I'm like, oh, my brand's kind of like the one where you don't talk about having a brand like because a, a, <laughs> a brand like number one, I'm vegan. And I feel like the even the concept of a brand comes from searing a cow's flesh with hot metal. And so I'm not I'm not into doing that literally, physically oh, or metaphorically but that's what it is like oh what's the thing that you always are that we can tell because you've seared it into the flesh of yourself your existence your your (laughs) brand i'm like but and even metaphorically it's like well what's the kind of thing that i might say what's the kind of thing that i like what are you what are you saying what are you doing just like just say there's like a level of removed. So I feel like influencers, the concept of an influencer, like I probably have some friends who like like you and again, like they're yeah. they're people, they're nice people and they're they're artistic, cool, creative people and as such People are like, hey, if you go to a movie, will you say that you went to the movie and then we'll give you money and people will then also go to the movie? And like the, so I I also I guess I want to be generous to everyone in these times like are or like the thing that I was doing. I can't do it anymore. I can't. I but I want to. I, all I know is how to do the thing that I was doing. So I can understand if there are people that are like, 
but I was telling people what to do. And I just, I, if we stop doing that, then the coronavirus wins. You know, I don't know if that's a thing that people are saying, but uh, yeah, I don't have any di- knowledge of the direct experience I have with quote unquote influencers, but I, you know, we're, we're all, we're all struggling. So uh, <laughs> I, look, I will say this. I'm not, I, I'm not holier than thou. I've definitely gotten a lot of free stuff using my Instagram. And mm. I love doing that. <laughs> what kind of free stuff? Like from what brands? What companies? You know. <laughs> I mean, so I there's one company that I am a little bit of a brand ambassador for, but I really like the product and it's good and you know whatever. But I do think that this people should be they should be getting kicked off of Instagram for doing this though. This is harming the world. Right, and I and I want to say too, as a podcast person, that I also have sponsors. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So it's a similar relationship. And, um, y- you know, there's some sponsorships like I absolutely won't accept, you know, because I can't remotely um, shill for that product or whatever. Um, and so I try and be responsible about it. So, I mean, yes, like w- there are similar kind of moral constraints between what I'm doing and what an influencer is doing. Um, I want to point out a couple of examples. The German YouTuber Fitness Oscar posted himself with his girlfriend um, kissing through their face masks in Thailand. And he wrote, we are not afraid of the virus. Uh, We still enjoy our vacation and hope this misery will be stopped soon. Um, there was this like there's this this legion of Instagram influencers who were sort of like fuck coronavirus. Oh, in fact, Logan Paul had a had a picture of himself in a bunch of hot ladies, um, and he was shirtless uh, in the in the sh- picture, and they were all wearing gas masks. And he wrote fuck coronavirus, and <laughs> that had over a million likes. Uh, so and was retweeted is- by the president as well. Was that retweeted by no, the president? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the fact that you couldn't believe that is crazy. It's. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It would. It would have been zero surprising if it had been retweeted by the president. Okay. Um. And 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 the 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 thing about okay, so those are some like the the kind of anti-vaxxer, anti-coronavirus is real or anti-coronavirus is a big deal type influencer. That's one brand. The other one, one kind of category. The other category are these people that are like, um, oh my God, Instagram. I mean, coronavirus is so real and it's so dangerous. And like what you need to do is boost your immune system by signing up for my two-week detox program, you know? And that's the the a Bachelor franchise alum, um, Crystal Nielsen is one of these people who literally was asking people to sign up for her, t- her two-week detox program for a fee. Um, fitness and wellness guru, Ingrid Delamar Kenny. I feel like I'm saying the names of, you know, like I'm reading a, a, a fucking, um, attendance sheet because I don't like these names are so foreign to me. I have such little interaction with this type of influencer, but anyways, uh, she, um, was, she was like pimping a product called simply inulin that was supposed to kind of boost your immune system and protect you against coronavirus. These are really dangerous claims and there is no regulation, um, on whether they're true at all. 
what what do we do when millions of people are listening to these people and maybe buying these products in the false assumption that they're going to help? Uh, yeah, that's I mean, that seems very irresponsible. I feel like in my in my experience, look, I'm I'm a human being. I'm flawed in ways like and I also want I, 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 it all, this all stems from, you know, we're all human beings and we want to live. We want to continue to be able to like, you know, flourish ourselves, thrive ourselves in a time when so many people don't know how, like whenever I'm like, buy my album, but maybe first buy yourself food and also donate to people (laughs) who also don't have food, like help the workers of comedy clubs and grocery stores and, you know, uh, and people on the front lines in the medical professions. And then what? Once you're done with, if you have lots of extra money, then please buy my album as well. And I, it, it's really, I, I think that, I mean, I can, hopefully you can tell, like, there are people out there who, you know, who care and most of the people and who know, and the, most of the people who know and care are like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the answer is or like, listen to that doctor, listen to these right. scientists, li- this, you know, hopefully like the things that are helpful, like, you know, the information is out there uh, for like, oh, like maybe have some more zinc. That seems like a thing that I've heard from doctors that can like boosting your immune system is a valuable thing to do, like detoxing with somebody's specific regimen, like notwithstanding. Uh, yeah, it's uh it's, you know, in a time when, like, look, I'm a guy who likes talking, as you can tell by me talking <laughs> right now. And I also like to let you know what I know, which is on this not very much. Like, and I I will also just take this moment to let you know that one time I did receive uh, free products from Beanfields, which is sort of like a vegan Dorito company. I don't know if they would call themselves that, but they have these chips that are delicious. And they se- I talked about them in an interview once because I love them. And they sent me like a box full of 25 bags of these Beanfields chips. And I took a photo of me like in them, like a pool, like Scrooge McDuck in money. And uh, and I posted that. And I wa- it wasn't there was no agree. Like it's I do like when when you like something and you talk about it and then people are like, hey, thanks for liking it. Like that's the best case. But the question is like when people are like, will you like will you say you like a thing that you don't like to trick other people into also liking it? Like hopefully, you know, people there are, you know, intelligent, uh, rational consumers out there who are. I mean, I guess people are looking for any port in a storm with this. They're like, oh, this person like I guess. Look at the source. That's my just my recommendation. Right. I mean, I think the interesting thing is that, like, the FTC um, has, I, has some guidelines about truth and broadcasting and whatever and claims right. and claims you can make on labels and whatever. And I, I wonder, do, would you guys, Dan, like, would you be okay with those that kind of regulation coming into the influencer space? I don't know how it would get done, how it could be. I mean, there's so many. It's just I mean, a, a different nightmare in terms of, like, in, implementation and, and enforcement. But w- do you think it should, that something like this should be regulated? I think anything that makes the lives of, in, of in, Instagram influencers <laughs> more miserable i'm all for okay (laughs) they've had a good run taking their pictures in front of beautiful volcanoes and you know on yachts no now it's time for them to get like 
a, like a, a red stamp of disapproval in the, in the bottom right corner of their dumb pictures. Yeah. I mean, I do think there's probably an easy just sort of algorithmic way of uh, doing like a Surgeon General's warning, you yeah. know, like they do on cigarette boxes where it's just an ugly stamp, like you said. And people are like, whatever the fuck this person is maybe selling you, it could be a total lie. So just so you know, like something that we know when we're watching, when we're listening to this person shill a product or their own services, like beware, you know, um, you may not get the ass that you want or whatever. It is. Yeah. So Mike, when you're telling everyone that this vegan tortilla chip cures Corona, just know that you're doing <laughs> a gross disservice to the American people. Look, it's got nutrition. It's made of rice and beans. These make a complete protein and you need to keep your nutrition up. And I will say, I, I agree. I think there should be like a Snopes kind of level of investigation going on oh, if there could uh-huh. be some yeah, yeah, yeah. organization and then if like a surgeon general warning but maybe like it'll be in the style of the uh arrested development narrator uh where the uh, an influencer is like buy this product it'll do this thing and then ron howard's voice comes in it actually will not <laughs> okay guys i i feel like if anyone from any of the regulatory agencies is listening that's the plan that is the current plan on the table mike just laid it out i'm down um you guys that is the end of the show and i always um ask at the end of the show how you feel and now i'm asking people to tell me what makes them feel hopeful uh i can do that um one thing is that i i love like as much as possible in these days, you know, in this way, like this is, I live with my girlfriend. She is a person who I get to, you know, have human contact with in the, the healthy in-person way that mm-hmm. is, that so many people are not as fortunate uh, to have. Like some, so many people are bunkered up alone and I thank you for doing that. You are even more of a hero. Uh, but in in lieu of that, like this kind of connection, you know, like engaging with friends, like creating podcasts and comedy and music and art and whatever, whatever can be done, like getting to see your faces, getting to like share this moment of, you know, a communion of sorts is valuable because we are alive. And I'll just share one a thing from a book I read called The Gift of Fear, which uh, it was basically, it pointed out that when you are afraid of something, the I think the good news is that you're not experiencing that thing. Like when a gazelle is being chased by a lion, they're not like, hmm, I'm really afraid of this lion. They're just instinctually running from the lion. And so if we have a moment of luxury to be like, I'm afraid of the economic future, the political future, the whatever thing we are afraid of, the personal, emotional, physiological, whatever thing we're afraid of is not happening. Because if it were happening, we'd be like, oh, this is bad. But because we're afraid of it, that means that we're not experiencing the object of our fear. And that, in a roundabout way, gives me hope. Hmm. <laughs> wow. Dan, is any, can you top that in hopefulness? Um, I was just going to say making bread. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, will, I will say, um, you know, I say it kind of jokingly, but... This the the making the making bread phenomena, the fact that people are cooking at home more mm. and people actually care about cooking, I think is so great and so important to get back to that. And uh, 
I think it's a little cruel that this bread addiction came during Passover and I'm ha. not eating bread and I'm just watching bread porn all day on Instagram. <laughs> um, but I also do think that just reconnecting with people that you haven't connected with in a while, which honestly, look, I've known the two of you for like a decade and a half. I haven't yeah, seen yeah. you guys in probably about 10 years. But oh like, my God, totally. But like when I heard that I, I'm going to be having an hour with, with Nagin and Mike, I was like, wow, how fun. Like I... It reminds us that this kind of fraternity of stand-up comics that we we have this fun little uh, connection and and it's good to reconnect that. So I guess uh, I say anyone to anyone who's listening, uh, reach out to someone you haven't reached out to in a decade and a half. It's very very fun. And <laughs> it can is I fun. can I say one one more thing just real yeah. quick about Dan? I I don't know if it's I. I understand that you're watching bread porn during Passover, but aren't things not supposed to rise? That's all I wanted to say. That's uh, hey. it, it's a joke uh, that we can remove. You can extract it. Damn. Uh, yes. I, <laughs> I got a Mike Kaplan joke. Oh, that makes me okay. very happy. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the last time I saw Dan was in L.A. At, you had just moved there or something. I don't it was early, I think. And uh, and we went we did some horrible horrible show where the where the uh, the audio system wasn't working like the speakers weren't working and so we just stood on stage basically talk I was opening for you I think and I and we and I basically talked to myself and then you went on stage and you talked to yourself oh my god that is bringing <laughs> do you remember awful, that that is bringing back awful memories which does not give me hope, and I don't know why you would end that. <laughs> you did the opposite. <laughs> no, but that's from the past, and it doesn't exist anymore. It that's gone, we, and now it's better. We are above that now. We are, uh, although, who knows? <laughs> will I still take a shitty gig? I probably will. Um, all right, you guys. That's the end of the show, and what I really want for people is to be able to follow you and all the things you're doing. Remind the people where to find you on the medias, and also um, what uh, show and albums and all that stuff, Dan. Uh, so my Instagram and Twitter are both at StandUpDan. Uh, and my podcast is called Green Eggs and Dan, a nice little escape where two people will just talk about their relationship to food and restaurants and cooking. And it'll uh, it'll get you out of your quarantine for a, a delightful little hour. Uh, Mike. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me uh, on this podcast. My podcast is called Broccoli and Ice Cream. Nagin, you've been a guest and I thank you. Dan, I'd oh, love to have so you. Fun. And uh, my new, I have a bunch of albums of my stand-up that exist already. And my newest one, AKA, that's the name of it, uh, will be out May 8th, 2020, available for pre-order April 17th, 2020. It's my, I think it's my best hour of recorded comedy. I'm really happy with it and excited to share it with the world. And you can follow me on all the social medias at Mike Kaplan, M-Y-Q-K-A-P-L-A-N. And I thank you so much. You know, Mike started his thing by saying, thank you for having me on the show. I didn't do that, which makes me sound like an asshole. So I'd like to now say, thank you for having me on your show. (laughs) You have both been credited those thank yous. Um, you guys know where to find me on all of the social medias. Let me know what you thought about all the topics that we talked about. Um, I also want to point out what uh, Faith and Asian alum uh, Dave Hill also has a new album. So after you listen to Mike Kaplan's new album, you can pre-order Dave Hill's new album, The Pride of Cleveland. Um, and you know what, Mike? I'm gonna I'll remind them of your album going forward. You're nice. Uh, and 
you guys what I would really like to do. Oh, and you know what? I'm gonna be on fa- uh, I'm gonna be on Wait Wait Don't Tell Me this week. So oh. tune in on uh, Saturday for the weird show that shows that we've been doing without an audience. Um, they've been really fun, super weird. Um, also, there's a really fantastic guest on this week, so uh, I'll I won't spoil the surprise. Um, you guys, what I really want to do, though, is I want to thank the people that are making this show happen from their respective hovels. Um, thanks to the production team. That's Anita Flores, our producer, our talented audio engineer, Andy Christens. Gabby Alter wrote our theme music. Lily Fleshler helps with research. We love to hear from you. Send us your feedback, topics you think we should be chatting about, guest ideas. You can leave us a voicemail at 347-770-4981. Or you can drop us a line at commentsofbakethenation.com. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts because it really helps people find the show you guys um we'll talk at you next week